Hi, Dino Tripodos with Whiskey Business. Tonight on the podcast, coming up in just a little bit, one of the best bartenders in the city of Columbus, Jesse Hubbard, winner. And I'll tell you what he's the winner of here in just a little bit. Um, and it brings up the big question to start off the show this, this evening with, um, have you ever been the best at anything in your life? It's a lofty goal, isn't it? I don't know that if I've ever been the best at anything. I've won some comedy competitions over the years, but was I the best? Maybe I was the best at that particular moment. And how long do you, how long do you rest on the laurels of being the best of something? You know, I won a comedy competition back in 1989, and then I won another comedy competition back in 1992. And I haven't won anything since. So when you say, you know, you're the, the best of something, I think it's something we all strive to do, strive to be the best at something and what we do. You know, 24 years in radio, was I the best? Mm, no. When did I last the longest? No. There's some other people that have surpassed me. But I did the very best that I could do on any given day. That's probably not really true, is it, I probably didn't do the best I could do on it. Uh, no comment. Day. No comment. <laughs> <laughs> no, I did the We've very, moved on since I then. did the very best that I could do on any given day. I think that's all you could ask of yourself. In fact, I think you're cheating yourself if you don't try to do the best you can do. And, uh, and if you don't, the only person you're really disappointing in the long run, people, is you. Because if you're not trying to do your best, no one else is going to see the end result. Welcome to Whiskey Business, the podcast not so much about whiskey as it is one with whiskey. Hansberry's got some business to get to, but I'll introduce our guest bottle for this evening from the Amador Whiskey Company. This is the Amador Double Barrel Bourbon. This is lovely, um, aged in charred American oak, and then it gets shipped off to California. They transfer it over there where it sits in wine barrels, Napa Valley wine barrels, for another six months to finish. And here's the amazing part. Jesse Hubbard, who's our guest tonight, and has literally poured every bottle out there, has not had this. So I consider this to be uh, a just lovely little win to actually pour a whiskey that a bartender of his stature has not had. So we'll uh, find out what Jesse thinks of the Amador, some of the tasting uh, notes about that a little bit later. Hansberry, very quickly, some business. That's right. Uh, well, we always ask you, of course, to rate and review us when you subscribe uh, on iTunes for Whiskey Business. So, you know, w whether it's on iTunes or TuneIn, uh, Stitcher, SoundCloud, wherever you listen to us, just you make sure you subscribe there. Thank you. Uh, of course, we're on the Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, and YouTube. Um, you can actually watch this nonsense. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, if you want to do that, and you can watch it. Uh, it's here's a little uh, behind the curtain. Today is Amazon Prime Day, and I just bought a Fire Stick, so I can't wait to watch Whiskey Business in my undies in my bed with my new Fire Stick. Why'd you have to oh, include yeah. it in your undies? You could have just, well, just said, I can't wait to watch Whiskey Business. Because well, I'm like why, picturing... Why you got to share I, in your undies? Because I need the fire stick for my bedroom TV, and that's how I watch TV Yeah, but why do we bed. need to know that? Well, I'm just giving you insight of opportunities I, that you all, can do. That's all I'm thinking, you know. I bought new undies, at least, on Amazon <laughs> Prime as well. No holes. <laughs> but anyway, uh, that's uh, I do. I wear pajamas. Do you? PJs? I, uh, you know what? Onesies with the footsies? Not the onesies with uh, the right. footsies. Just the bottom part, and 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 I wore them. I I, I put them on one night as a flute because they were a Christmas present. And I got to be honest with you, people, it changed my life. 
It changed my life. I, I had the best night's sleep with the pajamas. <laughs> I'm not a kitten. I swear to God. It was amazing. And now, now I, when I travel, I take a pair of jams with me. I flannel? Sleep, flannel? Flannel pajamas? Or, Do they have a little button right there? There's in case a little... You, you know, you there's gotta, a, you're an old man. I'm sure you get well, up several the, times. Well, here's the thing I don't understand the about, the, the, about, the, about the pajamas. They have pockets. Why? Why? <laughs> Why? What are you putting in your pajama pockets? <laughs> Why? Why are there? So maybe, maybe that's an old school cigarette. Maybe Chip, you're right. Maybe a there you go. Uh, maybe a pack of cigarettes. You know, while you're lounging around. Anyway, um, matches in the other one. Now, if you would have said, you know, oh, I got a fire stick and I'll be watching YouTube in my jammies, I would have just moved right no, along. Undies. Because, oh, yeah, undies. There's a, a smart man. He's wearing pajamas. <laughs> but you're, yeah, and you didn't even say underwear. You said undies. That's what I call them. <sighs> yeah. We're two Lord. different people. If they don't know that by now, what's that? If they don't know that we're two different people, by oh, now, we are then, two different yeah. people, two different generations. <laughs> and I don't even know what generation our guest tonight uh, comes from. Jesse Hubbard uh, is a bartender at the Great Whiskey Bar at the Weston Hotel, uh, formerly the Southern. Yes, mm-hmm. back Correct. in back yep. in the day, yes, uh, it's an amazing, one of the most amazingly beautiful bars we have in the city of Columbus. And Jesse is the man at that particular establishment. He is also the winner of the Columbus Spirits of Negroni competition. The Negroni being, um, well, I said gin and Campari and forgot vermouth. You were almost there. I was almost there. So close. But as I said when we were doing a little Facebook Live earlier, uh, you're the professional in that arena, <laughs> and uh, I'm just the, uh, the person who enjoys the stuff that you create. Welcome to the show. Long time trying to get you here. Thank you so much for having me. Right? I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm thrilled to be here. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, uh, you were actually, I found out that you were actually a fan of the podcast mm-hmm. from our mutual friend, Chris Stoffer. That's right. And you've done Chris's podcast. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, you've done our friend Leanne's podcast. I have, yeah. Uh, did you do anybody else's podcast? Not yet. And now you've done our three, podcast. Yeah. So we're not, we're not even, we're, with all due respect to, to the ladies who we love, we're not even sloppy seconds. We're sloppy thirds. We're, 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 <laughs> we're, like, we're like tardy thirds. <laughs> I mean, they asked me first. So. <laughs> they did ask. Fair enough. And, and, and Krista said, you got to meet Jesse. And then I, I got to meet you. And, yeah, Krista's and great. And we've been trying to do this ever since. So I'm glad we finally, finally got it together. That's yeah, awesome. Um, because you're very generous with your time and your bartending skills. You just got done with a benefit to, to cure cancer. Uh, I did, yeah, on Sunday, and it was um, put on by uh, the Columbus Craft Cocktail Tour, which mm-hmm. is Leanne and Leanne. Blair, and, uh, and that was really special uh, to be a part of that, raising money for the uh, St. James Cancer Center, and that's uh, near and dear to my heart. It's not something I talk about a lot, but uh, my father is a patient there right now, so it was really a big deal for me to be a part of that, and uh, I was really appreciative of all of the other bartenders, um, Seth and Logan and uh, Christina, who... Uh, also gave their time to that night, and uh, very grateful to Blair and Leanne for putting that together. So that's it sounds that, like it was a very successful event. It really was. Is they had a silent auction, raised a lot of money that night. It was really cool. Well, here let's let let's get our first taste yes. of this, and cheers to cheers. a great event. Salute. And, uh, Salute. Uh, uh, thoughts and prayers Salute. to your old man that that everything continues to thank you. He's going the he's right the direction. man. He's a fighter. He's, yeah. Uh, you know, the Italian stallion from Brooklyn, New York. Is he Italian? Yes, he is. Right, take a sip of this and tell me what you think. Because yeah. I think this is a very... It retails for about 42 bucks a bottle. It's fantastic. Yeah? You yeah, like it? I like it. As a bartender, tell me some of the 
the the tasting notes that you uh, pick up on this on um, the palate and whatnot. Yeah, yeah, you definitely get a little bit of that spice in there. Yeah, some um, spice for sure. It finishes a little drier than I expected, but that's got to be because of the the barrels. Yeah, All right. It's um, a nice long finish. Yeah. Yeah, it's really nice. I could have some fun with that. Whenever I, so I'm, I'm a big whiskey and bourbon fan, obviously. Uh, but I always, whenever I'm drinking something, I always like to think about how I could incorporate that into a cocktail. Uh, so that, I think that could have some fun with us. Yeah, the Amador double barrel. Sure. It's, it's, it's a little hot little, for 86 proof. Hmm? I think it's a little hot for 86, but it's got that's uh, my yeah, it's, it's a little young initially. Talent. No, I would agree. Uh, with, I would agree with that. Palette. I would agree yeah. with that. Yeah. When I first took a, a sniff, it was a little little Bernie. Yeah. On the nose, but yeah. uh, a little Bernie. Who's Bernie? A little Bernie. It's like your undies. I could say a little Bernie. A little Bernie. Undies, I could say it's a little, a little Bernie. Bernie in my undies. Having a little, that's little, little Bernie uh, that's a good whiskey thing. in the undies. <laughs> and I also pick up um, uh, the, the, the spices there, and I also pick up on the finish, I pick up a little chocolate at the end. A little. Did you read about nice. all that just to impress Jesse before it came? Yes, I did. Yes, I did. I read up on everything. I read that I'm just really excited to have something that I haven't had before. So, so am I. Yeah. I'm like, I thought, oh man, he's he's had this. I haven't. But thank but you so much for sharing. It's good. It's yes. around, it retails for about forty two bucks a bottle, and it is available in the uh, in the Central Ohio area. We always try to. We don't always succeed, but whenever we find bottles, we try to keep our bottles under fifty bucks. Yeah. How do you feel about that? About about the expensive whiskeys i mean it's blowing up it's getting crazy out there things that used to be readily available for reasonable prices seems seem to be just getting more and more expensive and it's you know supply and demand i guess i'm yeah. not entirely sure why that's happening as much as it is but uh there are still so many other great values out there so i feel like anymore if you can get something 40 to 50 dollars that's really good that's the sweet spot because it's everything is slowly creeping upward of that fast and so do you could an expensive whiskey isn't necessarily always a good one absolutely not yeah that's what i tell people all the time whenever they come in and you know we have all kinds of people that come into the bar and sometimes people are you know you know experts if you will uh and sometimes people have never even had whiskey or bourbon before and they want to learn about it so you have Who conversations i don't know but like i'm doing my part i'm doing my part to convert them trust me <laughs> It's interesting that you won the uh, the Negroni competition because when I was in college, gin was actually my drink. Really? Before before whiskey, before scotch, before, before bourbon, before scotch, that? gin was my gin and tonics. There you go. Gin and tonics. I drank those religiously from 1977 to 1979. They're not going anywhere. They're going to be around forever. Isn't gin kind of making a, a comeback? Gin's cool again. Gin's cool again. Absolutely. Yeah. I had a really good uh, gin. I was uh, in Michigan a couple weeks ago, Petoskey, Michigan, just a tiny little town. Mm-hmm. Made some a really cool uh, local gin. And uh, uh, had gin and tonic, but a lot of orange. Instead of lime, they used orange in it. I, I like it like that. I yeah. like um, there's a local uh, blood orange gin made out of Columbus here that I really, really like. So when you're entering yeah. entering competition, and we know that the basic ingredients for a Negroni is the, is the gin, the Campari, and the vermouth. When you're entering a competition, what what are you doing to it to make it stand out and and be a winner? What what kind of alchemy is involved in, yeah. in creating a winning cocktail like that? Well, that's the hard part with a competition like that because it's such a classic drink and there's only three ingredients. And so the idea is to riff on that, uh, make it your own. But in my mind, I wanted to stay close enough to the original drink to where it was still recognizable as a riff on that. Mm-hmm. I didn't want something that somebody would drink and say, that's good, 
but I have no idea what you're basing that on. Uh, so obviously working at a whiskey bar, I wanted to make mine a Boulevardier. So I switched out the gin. You wanted to make your what? A Boulevardier instead of a Negroni. Okay. So mm. traditionally that is, if anybody doesn't know, that's uh, instead of gin Campari and sweet vermouth, you switch out the gin for uh, a bourbon or a whiskey. And it completely changes the uh, profile of the drink. Uh, anybody that's a, maybe not a gin fan, but a whiskey fan, that's definitely something I would recommend you try. And if you haven't had it before. Uh, so I went that direction with it and I used, uh, uh, a rye whiskey in there, and it did uh, Chenzanzo, sweet vermouth, a little bit of stone fruit vodka. I infused my Campari with pineapple, and so it was a little bit of sweet and bitter. And then I did a, a smoked sea salt spritz on the drink. <laughs> so, <laughs> a smoke, say yeah. that three, three times fast. No thanks. It so makes me sound fancier than I really am. It does uh, sound fancy, but um, and it sounds time consuming. How long did I, if you know, you know, if I, if I came into your bar and, and sure. I, w- I want your award winning drink for all my friends, how long would it take sure. you to make six of those? Um, it's quick to make. It's takes a long time to prepare uh, the mm-hmm. the Campari, so about two days to confuse it. Oh, wow. But we did. We rolled out a new menu shortly thereafter that, and my boss insisted that I put that on the menu. So it's on the menu now, and we do have the. Pineapple infused Campari, ready to go. Much like, much like, we're not your first podcast. Mm-hmm. You're not our first bartender, correct? Uh, on the show, yes. so well, I don't know what that. I'm, I'm not. I'm not, <laughs> try, I'm not trying to say that in a spiteful way. <laughs> but I don't so, know what to do with that information. <laughs> <laughs> but my, but it's a, hey, Chip, you're allowed to laugh. You're allowed to laugh. It's okay. You don't have to walk away if you want to laugh. <laughs> You can, you can, you can, you're not, you're not going to ruin anything. We'll you're more distracting when you leave the room to laugh, actually. So just laugh it up. That's funny. No, but my, <laughs> my point being, um, with, it's a question that I asked them as well. I mean, uh, do you like making the craft cocktails? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. It's one of the most fun parts of my job is the, when I have the opportunity to be creative and uh, come up with something. And it, it's hard. It's challenging. Uh, so that was something that was really cool about the competition was, you know, you have to keep it close to that. What can you do that's unique with a drink that only has three ingredients and, uh, trying to make it stand out. So that was a great experience. I was, um, super happy with uh, how the drink was received and uh, it was, it was a great night. Have you won and been in other competitions as well? Uh, I've been in a few others. Uh, I haven't won any of the other ones. I did come in second, uh, in the, uh, Copper and Kings, the, the Ohio uh, regionals rather. What is Copper and Kings? So Copper and Kings is a uh, brandy and gin distillery Ooh. out of Louisville, Kentucky. And when I was living in Louisville, I did a lot of stuff with them. So it was pretty cool to to be a part of that. And it was really fun. Um, there was like a music theme. So you had to create a drink based on a band or a song that you really like and ex- have it tie in together and explain that inspiration. Wow, what, what, so, what was it? Uh, I'm a big fan of the Pixies. So um, okay. yeah, I used one of their songs and um, kind of tried to build a cocktail around that. It was a uh, what was the name of the cocktail? The name of the cocktail was Talking Sweet About Nothing, which is a line from one of their songs. Uh, and uh, it was really cool. You got to go up there, and we, they played the song. Uh, the song I chose was Hey. The line is from a song called Tame by them. It was really cool. Just a rock and roll competition. Met a lot of cool people and had a great time. And came in second. Yeah, I'll take it. I'm yeah. going to try to get back next year and see if I can't take it next year. And I know that you were supposed to be in the in the Woodford competition. Yeah, uh, I was. Uh, yeah, unfortunately, I was. Uh, I felt ill that yeah. that week. And, uh, well, had that's to, the had competition's misfortune, and you probably would have kicked ass on that one, too. Uh, that's nice of you to say. I, uh, I, I feel really bummed that I missed out on that. I, hopefully, I can try to get back to it next year. And come back to it next year. I'll try. Will it be in Columbus next year? Um, it, was, it was in Dayton, actually, yeah, this year. Yeah, so I know they were alternating. I don't know where it's going to be next year. They haven't even announced any of that yet. But, uh, you know, it's the process. Get it here. I, I have to... Uh, I have to you know, apply, and they have to select you from the online applicants. So if I get through, uh, I'll be there next year. 
Let's apply blindly and just see if we get in. No, do I, it. Do it. I, I would is it an old, it's a Manhattan or no. old fashioned? I forget well, so what it is. So it's, it's, you have to in, uh, submit two recipes. One of them is uh, a riff on a Manhattan, and another one is a completely unique drink. Okay. Right. Yeah. So, yeah, if you go back in the Whiskey Business archives, we did an episode about that well, probably a little over a year ago. Oh, there you go. And, and Dina was one of the judges. And mm-hmm. so it's, a, it's I a learned fun, a lot that yeah, night. Yeah, search through the ar- archives. It's a fun episode. Yeah. My fellow judges who were, who were great judges, Max and. Uh, Christina. And, and Christina Bubbles and Agave. Yep, absolutely, uh, she's great. Was uh, was the other, and I learned a lot from them as well. But uh, uh, I got more caught up. I, well, I, I appreciated all the ingredients, and I actually asked Christina questions. You know, I said, you know, what makes this so? What what, yeah. what am I, you know, tasting? But I, what I what I really appreciated and listened to mostly was the passion of the people who were creating the cocktails. And why they would tell me their story and what they put in them, I was more fascinated with that process. I imagine so. You know, because there seems like there is. You know, you say we should just enter blindly. No, and the uh, mortal <laughs> words of Clint Eastwood and Dirty Harry, a uh, man has got to know his limitations. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. I am a poor whiskey, over the ice, sometimes neat kind of guy, and I got no problems with that. But I appreciate the artistry of those who do what you do. I mean, you were a judge, and so that's saying something in and of itself. How hard was that, to be a judge it was, and to choose between those? It was terribly difficult. Because <laughs> yeah. I, 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 every, every, literally every drink I had, and there were a lot of them, because... There was like 20, there was and like, they gave you, you two the, drinks the, each. Yeah, there were a lot of, there was a lot of samples. <laughs> I feel bad for the people then, that went last. Yeah, at that then, point, it just all... Yeah, at the end, Dino's like, I need to resample a few of those. <laughs> I'm just glad that, like, after 10, I didn't go, you know, all this shit's starting to taste well, the same. You're all winners. You're all winners. <laughs> Everybody. <laughs> but, no, it was it was difficult. And part of the difficulty was because you saw so much, you know, this this is what I do. This is this is this is what I do in life, and I'm creating something, and I and you can see that they all wanted to win. Yeah, but I worked really hard on them, you know, mm-hmm. I'm sure. Yeah. And, 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 yeah, I mean, it's, you know, it's the... It's a cliche to say they were all winners, but at the end of the night, they weren't. You know, there are some that were just a little bit better than others, and some. And I don't, I don't know, maybe something that, with each particular judge, there might have been something you know, that appealed to it. You know, I, I'm just throwing out. Um, you know, I like the flavor of banana. There was no banana in the drinks, but I'm just yeah. saying in general. And like, oh, but unconsciously, if I tasted something that had yeah. a little banana in it, would that make me more akin to selecting that one because it appeals to my... Because you like it personally. My, yeah. my taste buds? That might be the case with, mean, a, with a judge as well. It's the I human element. Know. And sure. I don't, Christina was like very particular about how you... Uh, what do you call it? You she, dress she, a, she, gar- a garnish? Is that what you call it? Dress a garnish? Or is it just how you cut it? She yeah. took points know. away for a, uh, a rind, uh, a lemon yeah. rind that wasn't... Uh, What's the word? That's what I was, was saying. Manicured? Manicured. Manicured. Not manicured. Not manicured. She took points off. And I go, hey. wow, really? Well, but that's but, the thing. But no, and, but that was one of the things that I learned. At, yeah. that, at the events yeah. like that. Yeah. She, she goes, yeah, I, I don't I don't care for an unmanicured rhyme. And I'm like, I love that. Okay. She, yeah, she's, she's a tough judge. She has judged two competitions that I've been in. One of them I did not win, and one of them was the Spirits on the Gurney competition. So I feel pretty good about that. <laughs> how, I, how, I know how, how tough was she line? is. <laughs> it was, <laughs> it was, it was, I, I, it was manicured. <laughs> so one would think uh, winning these competitions and, and being the exceptional bartender that you are. And by the way, which, which term do you prefer in, in, this, in this world of booze? Bartender? Mixologist? I'm a bartender. You're a bartender. Uh, I doesn't it doesn't bother me if somebody calls me a mixologist, but I will never refer to myself as that. Uh, why? Why? What? Because you know, is, is there, 
Is there a difference? There, I mean, you know, the the, the in reasoning, in my opinion, well, the reasoning is a mixologist has makes more complex craft cocktails, and a bartender just slings drinks. But I feel like that makes the the term bartender, you know, negative or ugly. Mm-hmm. And I'm proud of what I do, and uh, you know, I think it, we should all be proud enough to call ourselves bartenders without having to change the name to something else. I would much rather sit down across from a bartender than a mixologist, yeah. as far as the essence of yeah. of that union. If I know? ever hear somebody refer to themselves themselves as a mixologist we're probably not going to be best friends yeah you know? <laughs> what are you ashamed yeah. of what are you, why, why why are you trying to make yourself something that you know we're bartenders it's a little pretentious yeah, yeah. slightly yeah. yeah a little bit you know it's uh that's why i say undies it's not very pretentious undies, yeah it's very yeah oh, it's like very well, every it's man like, you know you. when i did stand up am, am i am i a monologist or am I a stand-up comedian? You know, <laughs> I'm not a comedian. I'm a monologist, a humorist, <laughs> a humorist, a humorist, and a monologist. No. With these awards and competitions and what you do, one would think that you've been a bartender your whole life, but that's not true. That is not true. No. Um, so, initially, my first career was uh, that in radio. Uh, I was a producer. I did some on-air stuff, and uh, I did that for. About seven, eight years, give or take. You were in radio for seven to eight years? Yeah, a little bit. I mean, worked my way up from, you know, nothing to next to nothing. The Greg Hansberg story. <laughs> yeah. I'm still waiting. <laughs> yeah. What, what, what kind of, what kind of uh, music Sad, was it? because it's true. A little bit of everything. So I did an internship at uh, 96.3 here in Columbus. Way you back. worked at Columbus? It was an internship first for a summer. Way, long time ago. I'm an old man. So I did that for a while. Then um, I'm originally from New Jersey. So I went back to Jersey and I worked in... Uh, in Manhattan for CBS radio for a long time. Uh, not a long time, but for a few years, I should say. And really like that. It was uh, the end of K-Rock into Now FM. And it went from being an awesome job to next thing you know, I'm just like <laughs> lugging stuff around and like taking pictures of Britney Spears concerts and, you know, trying to get excited about Black Eyed Peas songs on the radio and stuff like that. Did so you was- want to be a... a- radio personality? I did, you know, and, and I, I really did, and that's, I kind of threw all my eggs into one basket when I went back out there, and, uh, you know, I I was part of, like, the the on-air crew, and then I did some overnight stuff or whatever, but I was, I could never break through to being one of the, the main uh, slots, and if I would have put the time in, I probably could have done that, but it's so expensive to live out, out there, I started mm-hmm. bartending on the side. And eventually, uh-huh. I'm making better money as a bartender, and I'm putting in less hours, and my quality of life was just a little bit more fun, you know, than just have. I mean, you know, I'm trying to make it and cut my teeth in radio, and I'm doing anything and everything, and just like I'm happy to have the scraps, you know. I'm like, oh, I get to be on air tonight, you know, that's awesome, and it was great. It was a great thrill, and it was one of my favorite jobs I've ever had in my life. But at a certain point, I was reaching my late 20s, and I just needed something a little bit more stable. You Isn't know? it interesting though in life? How sometimes you don't choose a job, but a job chooses you. Absolutely. Right? I mean, that's the way I've always yeah. felt about everything in, in, in my career. I've always said that uh, I've not chosen my profession so much as my professions have, have chosen me. Yeah. When I started doing stand-up, I just did it for fun, and mm-hmm. it turned into a career. I mean, it's funny and how that happens, right? Radio yeah. was just for fun as a stand-up. I was a guest, and it turned into a career. Yeah. And now podcasting is is... Waiting for it to be a career. <laughs> and, and waiting and waiting. Come on, history. Look at look at the past. Let's catch up. Let's let's turn this into something. We're not getting any younger. <laughs> you know, I mean, I, and I say you know uh, that because people over the last the last year or so, uh, and I'm sure over the course of your life, people. Have, so what are you going to do next? 
Yeah. You know, I mean, gonna, I get asked that. So what's, what's your real job? Yeah. Well, well, this is my real job. Yeah. I mean, so that's, that's part of, uh, you know, why, you know, I just like to be a bartender. Just call me a bartender. I think we should bring back the pride that people have in that. And, and, you know, this is a very real job for so many people, myself included. And this is how I support my family. And, um, I love it. This is, it found me. Like mm-hmm. you said, it found me. And, um, Man, it's great. It's awesome. And you know, talking about the charity thing, who would have ever thought in a million years that because I can, you know, throw a couple drinks together, I'd be able to be a part of something where we can do good. I did the uh, Campari Day of Service thing earlier this year, and um, you know, it's just, just it's amazing the opportunities that have come about to help other people because of bartending. Let me before. step back a couple, yeah, a couple steps. You mentioned um, that that that, that night. The cure for cancer night was special because your your dad is currently battling yes cancer as we speak yes tell me about your father you said he was a, an Italian man he is uh, my, my dad Russ Hubbard he's uh, he's my best friend and he uh, uh, is you know dealing with some serious stuff mm-hmm. he has been for a few years here and I think that being at that facility uh, has done so much for him uh, and they've been on the cutting edge of finding clinical trials. And Every day, man. they are doing amazing things over there. So it's such a humbling. I mean, I got goosebumps right now. It's such a humbling thing for me to be able to be a part of something where I, in some small way I can lend my time to something that's important like that. And um, yeah, I told my mom and dad about it. and They were so happy and excited about it. And But you strike was, me as a type of individual that would have donated that time regardless. I would have. Um, but, but the fact that it had more meaning obviously brings it home a little bit. But yeah, was, I'd like to do stuff like that when I can. It's important to help other people and to, you know, so this was especially personal to me. You said, you know, close to your father. Absolutely. Yeah. What'd your dad do? My dad was a uh, railroad engineer, started off as a conductor out uh, going from Jersey to New York down to D.C., the all aboard guy. That guy. Back in the day. Yeah. Yeah. It was was one of those, one of those guys and uh, his stories, he, he should be the one that you have on here. His stories are these passenger trains, or they, or 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 talking passenger trains, passenger trains, passenger trains. Man, I've I've never done it. It's on one, one, it's on my list of things to do. I, yeah. you know, I want to get on an Amtrak, and still, I want to, I want to, I want to be on a train, <laughs> uh, going someplace. I want to go, I want to go to the to the bar car. You know, do they, yeah, do they, do they, do they have solve a murder. <laughs> <laughs> Another day, it goes dark. Another we day go the life, a, right? We go through a tunnel and Hansberry's dead. <laughs> I'm sorry. Oh, you know, it, had yeah, to, it had to be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We're gonna. <laughs> but yeah, that's that's what he did. And I mean, this was back in New York in the 70s oh, when man. it was gritty. Yeah, that's cool. gritty. Before you know, it was all. Oh my God. D- Disneyfied, you know, as it is now. When I was out there, and you know, Hell, I'll, did, get you, I'll, I'll put your dad on the podcast. Oh man, he's got stories. I he's would got, love to hear those stories. He's got stories. Just talking about New York back in the day. I mean, he, everything from. From him fighting off muggers and guys trying to come at him with knives in the middle of the night to meeting Muhammad Ali on the train like it's nothing and, hang, and talking to the champ at the time. And, I mean, just, just, God, it's crazy. And, and how many years did he do? Is, is he did that for many years before I was born. I mean, I come from a railroad family. My, my grandfather did, my great-grandfather. My brother was a railroad engineer. My dad's a retired engineer. Oh, he moved out to Ohio and worked out of here and retired uh, a few years ago. So, so given the current state, that we're in now, that wasn't that wasn't an option for you to to follow that path. I mean, there's, or, or like, I did it. I did like it for. Your grandfather was a railroad yeah. engineer. Your father was a railroad engineer. I you're thought about it. Be a railroad engineer. I just it's not. 
I did it for about a year when I uh, worked as a conductor on freight trains when I was way younger, and I initially just wanted to do it to raise a little bit of extra money. Uh, I couldn't ha- hack it, if I'm being honest. The, the hours, you're always on call, and it's hard to have much of a, uh, a life outside of work. And it made me truly appreciate my brief time doing that, how my dad always made it work. He was always there for us and always there at the ball games, and he coached us. I don't know how, in God's name, he made it work. Uh, I couldn't hack it. it. It gave me anxiety, not knowing when the phone was going to ring. <laughs> you got to jump up in the middle of the night with 45 minutes, to, you know, and then you run to get on the train. So, yeah, I'm much happier now where I can just like, make, make drinks for people. And it <laughs> might be a better question for your yeah. father, but maybe you can answer it for me. Um, I always uh, get sad. I was uh, the demise of the, of the caboose. Yeah. <laughs> you know, every time I see a train go by and I don't see a caboose, I, I, I listen, no, man, no, I hear, I understand. it's like, it's, it's like, an, it's like, an, it. it's, it's incomplete. Yeah. It's an incomplete train. And I don't even remember the reason why they got rid of the caboose because they, they, they thought it was extra drag or they could save money or something. It wasn't needed anymore. My understanding was, I mean, they claimed that it wasn't needed anymore because they were saving money. Uh, and it did do away with a certain amount of jobs. Yeah, it did. Absolutely. You know, my, my dad preferred it. I know just as somebody who enjoyed seeing trains when I was a kid, it looked cooler with one, mm-hmm. you know? So it, it did do away with jobs. Um, conductors still exist, but there used to be more, more men on each job that would work the, the caboose. The caboose. And now it turned into, if I'm not mistaken now, it's just one, one engineer and one conductor. And I think they're even starting to dwindle that a little bit now. Wow. So, you know, so it's, it's tough. You know, they're dealing with certain, certain issues. And every time they talk about things that have, you know, the, 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 a throwback to something retro and they try to bring this back, I always keep thinking, bring back the caboose. Bring back the caboose. Bring back the caboose. Yeah. Uber caboose. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I love the caboose. There you go. I even love the name of it, the caboose. It's, yeah. They make the next cocktail. The caboose. <laughs> Campari caboose. <laughs> Campari caboose. I think we're onto something there. <laughs> uh, and your, and your, your mom? My mom's great. Your mom's um, still 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 with us. Oh yes. yeah, she's awesome. Uh, just uh, you know, they're each other's rock. You know, they're for each other all the time. So they live about an hour and a half away from here. So they come up uh, a lot for his appointments, and you know, they come and see me. And so my wife. Hubbard doesn't yeah. strike me as an Italian name. It's not. My grandmother's name is Baki. Okay, it was Baki. Yeah. yeah. All right. So she married a yeah a Hubbard. Married it. Married a Texan. Texan. Texan name Hubbard. Uh huh. And your mom? What is she? Uh, my mom uh, is uh, Irish German. Man, you gotta. Yeah. You gotta I like to drink and I like to fight. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> is that what that means? <laughs> you like to drink. You could actually, you could actually drink and and beat yourself up. <laughs> oh yeah, man. <laughs> I mean, if you if you wanted to if you wanted to exploit these stereotypes. <laughs> How long have you been in Columbus? Just over a year. Really? Just over a year, yeah. <laughs> we, you came up from Louisville? Came up from Louisville. There for five, That's a great town. It's a great town. Oh, talk about, talk about a great whiskey town. I mean, it was amazing. Mm-hmm. That's why I went there. Oh, my God. Frankly. I lived there for five years, and I went there because I you know, started bartending a little bit, and uh, you know, I wanted to really immerse myself in the scene, and where else could you go to really learn more about it than going to the source? And it was great. It was real education, you know? Learned all kinds of great stuff from, you know... Not just not just the the bourbon breweries or distilleries rather, but breweries as well, and you know the brandy distillery that talked about Copper and Kings, and there's a lot of great stuff there. So great food and uh, drink town. So if really you're comfortable and you're happy right in, a, in a town oh, yeah. like Louisville, like you know, why move? 
A uh, big part of it was to be closer to mom and dad. Yeah. And, um, you know, with everything that he's going through. And I never actually told anybody that, but that's really one of the main reasons. And uh, my wife's from Michigan, and we want to be closer to her family as well. Uh, we've been married for a couple years now, and we're talking about starting our own family. And we just, you reach a certain point where, um, you know, we loved Louisville. It was bittersweet to leave, didn't want to leave. But what's really important in life is family. And uh, that we wanted to be closer to everybody, and as you know, none of us are getting any younger, and that's nothing matters more than that uh, to, to me. So that's that's what it's really about. So while, while I've met you on a few occasions and we've chatted back and forth, um, mm-hmm. how old are you, if you don't mind me asking? Oh, I, I will be thirty-eight in 38. three days. In three days. Three days. Oh, <laughs> oh man! I think we need You seem to have some old school values. You talk about family. You talk about wanting to be close to family. Yeah, Yeah, it is a compliment. Yeah, thank you. It is a compliment because I I think uh, um, guys your age that I come across, you know, uh, don't. A lot of people that I meet don't have them, and I think it's kind of cool that you you do have that that family is important and the fact that you move because you want to be closer to your parents. And granted, the situation with your father is is one that maybe motivates you a little bit more. But you know, who's to say that you probably wouldn't have done that anyways? You got sure. older. You're Thanks. talking about Thanks, starting man. a family yeah. of your own. Yeah, yeah, having yeah. kids. That's what's the plan. Well, we're talking about it. Talking about it. Yeah, you have to do a little bit more than talk. Yeah, <laughs> that's, the, that's the fun <laughs> part. Yeah. I, don't, I, don't, I didn't think I had this. This was going to be sex Wait, education. Does it, it doesn't come. Jesse, Jesse, with the stork, right? It just shows up. <laughs> yeah, uh, I got a lot to learn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A stork doesn't fly out of your wife's vagina and say, "Here's a baby." <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and the reason she, the reason that the woman is so round, it's not that there's a child in there. There's a there's a fucking stork in there with a baby. Yeah, (laughs) that's that's not true. That's not true. The stork of the baby, and the stork flies out of the vagina, and it's in a diaper, and 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 yeah, it's nice. So. Um, make sure that uh, we need we need to talk more about this. I, I got a lot to learn. I got a lot to learn. Oh man! So uh, I'm 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 gonna do a bad pun here. Has anybody ever wanted Jesse's girl? Ah, to have a time or two. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Right. Co- it, you know. Come, come on. You know. I, come on, little Rick Springfield yeah, reference. I, I got it. Yeah, I know yes, you did. Thanks. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you can hear. Hey, my that's eyes why rolling. it's a good thing I can drink and fight. Right. Right. So, there you exactly. go. Oh, Comes in handy. Woman's honor. honor. Yeah. <laughs> I'm asking if anybody ever wished that they had Jesse's girl. We it, did play that song at our wedding too. I mean, how did you not? really? Totally you had to. How was you not? To. Give the people what they want. Everybody was expecting it. Yeah. Is your phone number eight six seven five three zero nine? My brother. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Oh man! Oh man! Um, so yeah, now you're in Columbus. Just uh, yeah, yeah. The, given everything I've heard about you leading up to this, I, I thought you would have had more time spent here, you know, already. But you've already. Uh, ingrained yourself into the into the the cocktail fabric of this place yeah that, uh, thank you for saying that um that's something that was important to me as uh you know always continuing in education and continuing to learn as uh, in, you know in this industry but you know when i was in louisville i that was a great uh, period of time and i really got to be a better bartender but coming to a new city I, you didn't know anybody here we didn't have any family here we didn't you know an hour and a half away it was uh, my parents and my brother and everybody so i thought you know i'm gonna give it a real go i'm gonna get very serious about you know my craft so to speak and uh, I want to you know meet people I want to get you know I have a sense of community that I hope exists there I want to be a part of that Columbus is a it great does town. very much and a big part of I have to say is uh, Christina Basham is one of the first people that I met here and she's been um, 
she's you know been a great friend and she, it was through her that I joined the uh, bartenders guild and I met so many people and um, really and, start, really starting to make friends and finding out about the competitions and I'm learning from other people and such a sense of camaraderie so I have so much uh, I'm really indebted to Christina because she's been great for my personal growth in this in this town when we had her on the podcast as well yeah. we, we talked about uh, her life growing mm-hmm. up I mean you know, she's got a uh, quite the story as well yeah. and i think she recently got married she did yeah 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 got married in yeah, hawaii her wife jennifer's awesome yeah yeah so she's got and she's an ambassador now yep would that I, be st- I, I just have so much respect for her Let's would that, that be way. something you'd want to do be a, a whiskey ambassador of sorts would you want to or would that be too much traveling away from from family and whatnot? I'm, I'm open to any opportunity that comes my way i ultimately the goal is i want to open my own cocktail bar uh cocktail and, and cocktails and whiskey and so that's also been something that's been pretty cool as I get to know people and build relationships and maybe one or two people have heard about one of these competitions or something. Is that maybe someday whenever I do open this bar, somebody might give half of a shit that I'm opening up a bar. Right. <laughs> you know, and oh, I've heard of that guy. Maybe, that's maybe part I'll of go it, though, check right? that out. That's so, part of it. You know, maybe maybe we'll see what that's like. Do you find yourself do you find yourself unconsciously being a uh, a patron snob when when you're when someone else is making you a drink? No, not at all. Or um, do you feel like okay, this is not not what I'm what I was expecting when I ordered something? I mean, I know what I want, and I know I know if I consider it to be would good, you send it good back or not? No, 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 I wouldn't do that. I I, I feel that um, I'm an adult. I made that choice to order it and. You know, that's not, that's not, you can't just return something because, yeah, I don't like it, you know, and you return it. Like, <laughs> I, that's, that's not really cool. No, this isn't, this isn't that's good. Right. No, send it back. I think about so, a bad drink is you drink it quick and order something you different. You drink it. And, so it just, it really depends on, and now if the bartender is nice and they're trying, you know, and then I'll, and I'll, I'll sit around and I'll have another drink. If they're rude and they're, if they, I seem like I'm inconveniencing them by being there, then I'll pay my tab and I'll leave. But, um, you know, people can do what they want. If they want to send something back, fine. That's just not what I like to do. I do have standards that I know what I think, you know, service should be. Mm-hmm. If it's not that, then I won't go back to that place. Opening, I mean, we see it all the time here in Columbus, yeah. Ohio. Opening a bar or a restaurant in this town is, even though we've got amazing bars and restaurants, it's it's a tough nut to crack. Sure is. There's a lot of competition and a lot year, of choices. Year, I've seen a lot come and go already. Yeah, a lot of choices. Yeah. So what do you think makes a good a good bar? I think, you know, the first thing is, re- you know, above all, is the staff. I know that sounds cliche or cheesy. No, it's but, not. Um, my God, it's true. If, I mean, you ever been to a bar and you feel like you're crashing a private party, like they don't want you there, you're not supposed to be there? Yep. And I don't Me go too. to that bar anymore. Same. You and know, by the exactly. same token, when I've walked into a bar where I felt very welcome and got to know the staff, yeah. I feel like I'm, like I'm just coming home. Yep. You know? Yeah, exactly. We're just again, we were up in northern Michigan, and we go there once a year, and there was one guy at this one little pizza joint who remembered us from last year. It was crazy. That's awesome. Yeah. That's unbelievable, yeah, really. it was awesome. Maybe it was because we're, we're the drunk assholes last year, too. But <laughs> yeah, You guys trashed the place yeah, last yeah, year. Yeah, 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 I remember yeah. you. I remember you. They took a picture of you. Yeah. They got it out of the bar. It's on the wall. They'll Money's be back not next good year. Yeah. <laughs> so that's the, that's the first thing, really, and after that, you have you have to have the goods to back that up, and... You know, I'm a big fan of craft beer, big fan of whiskey. I love cocktails. Those are some of my favorite things. I'm not really sure. I'm still in the early stages of figuring out what I want it to be and talking to some people about potential partnerships. Um, 
so we, we'll see how it goes. Working together on a business plan. But, you know, I love where I'm at right now. I love being at the Great Southern Whiskey Bar. I'm really happy there. So I'm in no hurry. But that's the ultimate goal. You know, I, I really want it to be my baby. And, you know, I don't want to be one a, a silent you know, partner or, you know, I want to be the managing. You want to be the guy. I want to, I want to be the upfront guy. I want to be the upfront guy. But I also want to have a staff that I can count on and, and say, hey, let's do this cocktail menu together. And I would actually, you know, enjoy not being here 24-7 and not have to worry about my establishment. Yeah. Right? Yeah. You and know. maybe eventually, you know, have a couple nights here and there where I can actually spend with my wife. That's, that's That'd one, be nice. That's one difficult thing about the schedule, you know. Is your wife a... Uh, a she's, whiskey enthusiast? Or? She, she definitely is, yeah. yeah. Uh, was she a bartender as well? Nope, she's, no. she's never done any of that. Uh, what does she do? She's a nine-to-fiver. She works for a company called Humana. They're out of Louisville. Um, so she's still with them, but she works from home now. She works remotely. Goes cool. back there for meetings and whatnot. But, but you do share a common interest in, in the libations. She's the best. We, I mean, we have so much fun together. How'd you meet her? Uh, we met through Match.com. Really? Yeah. A successful Match.com story. We're still waiting for the commercial. Uh-huh. Whiskey so, business brought to you by Match.com. <laughs> Not a sponsor, but they could be. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, guys. It works. It's real. It did work. So it worked. It, it worked. Uh, I had just moved to Louisville. And I didn't know anybody there either, and I wanted to go on some dates. I find this, <laughs> I, this is a delightful story. I want to hear it all because I've yeah. never known anybody that, successful. that met on Match.com <laughs> and, 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 and married. I know people that have gone on Match.com, sure. failed miserably. Yeah. But you're a success story, so go on. <laughs> it's unbelievable, really. Uh, it, was, it was really I, – I had just moved there. I was there for Louisville, Louisville for about a month maybe, and I didn't have any friends. And I was like, well, I want to go out and – I don't want to go by myself, so I'm going to sign up for Match. Went on a couple dates and it was like, nah, I'm not, I'm not really looking to meet anybody. I was in that kind of weird place where just I'm gonna focus on me. I'm gonna do me. You know how it is, right? Sure. And that's whenever you meet the person is what they always say. And it's a total cliche, but whenever you're least expecting it. So we went on a date and it was a horrible first date. It was it was a really bad first Why? date because we had had some difficulty um, getting that first date together, and she thought that I had blown her off a couple times. Mm. And it, admittedly, I wasn't in really a, a headspace where I was taking the whole thing very seriously, so I don't think I blew her off, but I could see how she thought that I might have. So, uh, <laughs> which just made you more attractive to her. Well, I don't know about that because, hard to get. because this guy's hard to get. He blew me off. I'm intrigued. <laughs> you know, I think. Maybe she was intrigued, or maybe her friend had to talk her into finally going on that date with me, uh, because Christina, my wife Christina, did she did show up drunk on our date, on your first date, on our first date, which if you know her is completely unlike her. But the story that I found out since then was she did not plan on meeting me because she thought I blew her off twice already. So she was out drinking with her friends, and her friends finally convinced her to go. So she showed up drunk and completely crapped all over my favorite things. <laughs> I'm a big Yankees fan, so yeah. she hated on the Yankees. Oh man! And it was hilarious. It was just like the worst first date ever. So, but to what you said, then I'm like, oh, she's hard to get. I'm oh, intrigued. the other way, yeah. You it were was the other way. Okay. So we went on a, another date. It was over the holidays. You know, a couple weeks later, we went on another date, and this date was great. You know, all of a sudden, like, wow, this is this is interesting. And so does she still <laughs> crap over all? The, no, uh, over all the things. No, you she love? didn't. That was just because you know. She had, uh, <laughs> she was, she had, she, had a, she, had a she was, just, she was just a little fiery. You know, she's like, I thought you were blowing me off. And I'm like, maybe I didn't mean to, but yeah, I guess I did cancel twice. <laughs> but yeah, people ask me sometimes about it, and some of my friends that, especially if you're in a new city, I highly recommend it because it's a great way just to like meet people. You know, if you're a little lonely or you know you just want to get out and explore the town, can, not can, by can, yourself. Can't you do Match.com like just like wanting to meet bros to hang out too? I think, and some of those are just like 
let's just hang out and go what? to baseball games. There are apps that let you just meet up with like guy friends. My, yeah, like huh. like-minded friends who want to go to bars and go to baseball games or do whatever. For the very same uh, yeah, situation, that's, but that's without cool, the, that's cool. Have you been on there? Have you been on that site, Hansberry? I just know a guy. All you gotta do. I is know a guy who a knows buddy. a guy. Come on, all right. I'll, I'll hang out with you. I'll, I'll go. I'll go. We'll out go to with a ball you. game with you, man. Right, this, <laughs> is gonna, yeah. this is getting cut. You want to get a burger, podcast. man? All right. All right. All right. <laughs> want to get a burger? <laughs> oh man, oh, that's so funny. So yeah. So how long were you guys dating before you? you, you you sprung the question and got married. I don't know, like two and a half years, maybe. Okay. Yeah. Respectable amount of time. Yeah. I mean, we, you know, lived together, and it just it was a matter of time, really. Ultimately, I just wanted to save up and get a ring that I thought that, that know, she deserved. That she deserved, yeah. No, so she wasn't embarrassed when her friends asked to see her ring. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> Something they'd be like a little jealous about. So I'm like, okay, cool. Yeah. That's Girls always get the ring, and guys get nothing. Yeah. I always thought that there should be some sort of engagement, you know, like if once the girl gets the ring and she's all happy, that soon after that follows, you know, some sort of engagement <laughs> gift for the guy. Like, I don't know, like a, a, a nice wallet. <laughs> I told her that I would. Is that an engagement wallet? <laughs> it's, it's my engagement wallet. My engagement yeah. Wallet. My engagement. Hey, guys, do you need to borrow $20? <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> Thanks, guys. She finally she popped the question. Yeah, yeah, she yeah, popped yeah. the question. Look at this trifle. You got an engagement wallet. <laughs> wow. Whoa. I uh, I'm, a, so I'm a big basketball fan, and I told her that I expected to get a, a signed Michael Jordan jersey. Yeah. As my engagement gift, I'm still waiting. Oh, you're still waiting on still that. Still waiting. But is yeah. that? I don't think it's such an outrageous uh, proposition. You know, if you're listening, Christina, I want that jersey. <laughs> she wants the jersey. If she's listening, oh, she's gonna listen. Ten year anniversary. She's gonna listen. I'm gonna hear it all about the stork out of the vagina thing. So oh, you got to. <laughs> you're welcome. And then, and, 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 then, and then, and then I told everybody that she was drunk on her first day. <laughs> yeah, you might not be getting that jersey I'm not anytime getting, soon. I'm not getting that jersey. <laughs> not, maybe not any anytime. Oh, soon. Scotty Pippen. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that's awesome. That's it's like you'll take Scotty Pippen uh, and you'll like it. Damn it. <laughs> Not a whole lot of sports heroes growing up, um, per se, but always people that I admired. When, as far as baseball, when yeah. I was growing up, for me, it was Roberto Clemente. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. Heard a lot of stories about him from Dad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It was just, yeah, that was the guy. You know, and you still hear stories about you know, Clemente. Oh, the, well, they yeah. got an award named after him, I mean, yeah. for crying out loud. Yeah. Number 21. Yeah, I don't know if it's because the 21st is my birthday and I was drawn to the number 21, but... Or he was awesome. Or he was maybe <laughs> yeah. just... A combination of both. Freaking awesome, and yeah, but... Uh, yeah, Clemente was was the guy I looked up to, and I never played sports. I never played baseball. I never played. Yeah. I never played basketball. Just uh, that almost makes it even cooler that you still looked up to him like that. You yeah, know what I mean, just an, I had an yeah. admiration for people. I have an admiration for people who do the things that I can't. Sure. In in all aspects of life, I have admiration for you. I can't do what you do. Maybe with some training, I could get there, but yeah. I don't have the passion for it like you do. So. I have total respect and admiration for how you do do it and how successful you are at it. So you're yeah, far right? too kind. Thank you. You know, you know, I do this. You know, some days, some weeks, it's great, and some weeks, it's it's okay. But you have to be great all the time at your job. I have to be there all the time. You have to be there all the time, but you can't. You can't. You got to You you you've got to make good cocktails every time. You know, that's an interesting thing about the the business is that you know you're right. I don't think I'm great all the time, but I have to at least be on and engaged all the time. And 
that uh, can drain you sometimes. You know, mm-hmm. you're there for, you know, sometimes it's a short day. It's a six or seven hour day. More often than not, it's going to be a long day, you know, where I'm at at least, you know, 10, 11, 12 hours. And you have to be engaged. You have to, you have to be on. You have to be friendly. You have to share stories and listen, whatever it is the guest wants. And so sometimes when I, and maybe it has to do with I'm getting a little bit older and I've been in this business for a little long, a little bit of a long time, but, you know, I get home and I just am exhausted. You know, I need a little bit of time just to kind of sit in the quiet and do nothing. Well, before we uh, go too long and Hansberry gives me the the wink and the nod like, hey, wrap it up. I I have a favor to ask. And uh, I asked you this. I I won't we won't pretend like it's a spontaneous thing. I actually asked Jesse (laughs) beforehand if it was possible. But I was hoping that you would be able to make a whiskey business cocktail and call it whiskey business. And and I texted that to you and you said sure and i got very excited because uh i would like i would like our podcast to have a jesse husband jesse jesse hubbard created cocktail called whiskey business that's awesome i don't remember that conversation or a text i just happen to have all of this <laughs> here I just, what i just happen to have what are the uh, odds what are the i just this is just something i carry with i had me. no idea on the chance that someone would say could i would you create a personal cocktail for me <laughs> I have this with me all the time. <laughs> In manicured lines. Just, just hoping <laughs> hoping somebody will ask me that. <laughs> so you said yes, and so I'm excited because I don't know I I honestly don't know what it's gonna consist of. Yeah. Uh, I hope it doesn't suck. I, I, I mentioned I said I, I mentioned <laughs> this is, is great. Because uh, it's already named Whiskey uh, Business. This is it. <laughs> You're in. <laughs> yeah. I asked it to be a bourbon ride combination. Sure. Okay. That's the only thing I asked yep. for. So what are you gonna do for us? So uh, I'm, I wanted to keep it in the, the realm of what I consider to be classic cocktails and, and somewhat uh, masculine, if you will. So I wanted to do um, two of the, my favorite products that I'm drinking right now. I've got uh, Weller Special Reserve. Oh, we love the Weller Special. Got, what? N- yes. How cool is that? Weller Special Reserve to be plentiful and bountiful in, in, in Ohio. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. And what a great everyday bourbon to have is a great everyday bourbon. I love bourbon. it. I have a yeah. bottle at my house all the time. All the time. It's one yeah. of my favorites. It's great. Yeah, okay. It's so good. Next. So we're doing that and uh, the New Rift Rye, which we recently were able to get into the whiskey bar, and I love it. I love it. We so we good. had that on the show not too long ago. Yeah. I don't know what those sons of bitches are doing with the with the very simple mash bill that they have, but it's incredible. I think this one is just like 95, 95% malted rye. Yeah, that's it. That's it. That's it. And it's amazing. And it, it's yeah. it's fantastic. It's so good. All right, I'm very excited. Those are two great choices. So I'm doing that. Um, I made a uh, rich brown sugar simple syrup that I'm going to be doing. I have, um, in the spirit of some of our previous conversation, I have to have a little bit of Campari in there. So I'm not actually putting any citrus in the drink uh, but I wanted the Campari to kind of brighten it up a little bit and I do like that bitter a little bit of a bitter element to it and I'm doing some uh, Woodford uh, orange bitters so I figured I would do the Woodford branded for the whiskey and uh, I'm going to smoke it you're going to smoke it I'm going to smoke it with some apple chips so uh, that should be pretty good you're going to create some magic here and these cocktails or this cocktail Will be featured at your bar at the at the Great Whiskey Bar at the at the Westin. Yeah, absolutely. So we're gonna um, do something a little fun here today, and we are going to have that as our cocktail of the week, uh, the entire week that this airs, uh, which will be uh, for July uh, 29th through I guess yeah. uh, August 
fourth, fifth, whatever, however yeah. long you like. Hey, and if it. you guys yeah. come in and you like it enough, oh, I'm we'll, coming we'll, in. We'll keep it. We'll keep it going. We might do we'll the co- cocktail of the two weeks, of the three weeks. Mm, we're, we're coming. We'll, we'll see the how it goes. Cocktail we'll, of the year, self-proclaimed. Well, we'll come in. Again. All, All right, that'd be awesome. <laughs> <laughs> so, first thing I'm going to do here is I'm not famous, but my cocktail is. <laughs> <laughs> You, you named your podcast after that drink? Yeah. 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 Oh, that's fun. There's a drink called Whiskey Business. Shut up. I know. All right. Now, that's interesting. Is that, is that, is that the actual process? This is one. So for, so for the podcaster, he's got a blowtorch yeah. to a stick. Yeah. And what was that stick again? That apple was a wood. This is a, it's an apple wood chip that I'm doing here. And I'm just smoking it a little bit and getting it down. What does that do to, for a cocktail? This is the way you can smoke the cocktail. Uh, it gives it a nice smoky flavor without... There's more of a compliment to it. There are other ways to do this, most definitely. But I wanted to do this uh, for the YouTubes in a way that people can kind of recreate it themselves at home. So there are contraptions that you can buy that have... You Would know, you do that in a, in a whiskey that was already kind of smoky on its own? No, absolutely no. not. It would be overkill? You, know, you, you wouldn't do it with a scotch. You wouldn't do it with... Yeah. Uh, like a, or even a mezcal tequila or something like that. You want to do it with uh, something that, you know, like something weeded, something a little sweeter. Right. You know, and I'm just trying to capture a little bit of that. Yeah, my wife got me a homemade, like a burner at home, DIY burner for Christmas. That's nice. It was, it was, real, it was real nice. That's nice. It's nice that she's contributing yeah. to your alcoholism. I know, right? Isn't that funny? It's, it's lovely. That's a good woman. So you can do this. There's like cherry wood, apple wood. I have apple some peach wood. wood as well. That sounds good. I haven't really played around with too much, but make sure. I guess it's just like anything else. You can... Taste the profiles of each different wood. Yeah, it's subtle too. It's more of a compliment than anything else. Chip Cosell's filling in for John Whitney tonight. Whitney's going to be upset that he missed this. Yeah. And, we'll and do a little bit of that. And Chip, you get the you get the rub it in his face that he did. We'll tell John it sucked, but everybody else. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Just got a little bit there. All right. All right. So I'm going to do one ounce of the Weller Special Reserve. Okie dokie. And one ounce of the new riff rye. Now, will you have to if the with 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 the uh, the apple smoke would be part of the process of making this at the bar? Or are you gonna leave that one out when at the bar? No, we're gonna do it at the bar. Yeah. We're gonna do it a little bit easier. I'm just gonna. So at the, the reason I did that, I just want anybody watching to see how they could do it at home. Right. Just capturing the bottle. Uh, what we're gonna do at the bar was more more than likely uh, set one of these aflame and then cup it cup it with a glass that we're okay. actually going to use for the cocktail and get the smoke right in there. Beautiful. That's one way to do that. I prefer not, uh, to just to do this because it's something that is a little bit safer. I got you. Know, you. I got you. And again, uh, YouTube, Whiskey Business with Dino Tripodis. This is a great opportunity to, to watch and watch see. And you're watching a master work. Yeah. There's the Campari. So it's been so one ounce of everything so one far. One ounce of everything. Half ounce of Campari. Half ounce of Campari. Absolutely. Okay. And I made a, uh, a rich uh, brown sugar simple syrup. For this, so a lot of times with simple syrups, you're gonna do a one to one ratio. I did one and a half to one, so brown sugar to water in this. It's a little bit thicker than uh, what you normally that have. Sounds good. I'm only going to I'm only going to use a quarter ounce of this, so I wanted it to, a little to go a long way. I don't want to have too much in there to really change the flavor profile. Just enough to sweeten it up just a little bit. Awesome. So I mean, there's elements of an old fashioned in this, elements of a Boulevardier, which we were talking about earlier. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because um, you're using Campari and bitters. And bitters, and also the sweetener, but it's a brown sugar, a couple different types of whiskey, you know. Uh, it's similar to other things that you may have had, but it's its own thing. So I, I wanted to think of some of the classic sippers 
that a whiskey enthusiast would enjoy if we're doing something for whiskey business. Uh, certainly not going to put a flower garnish on this thing. I'm not, I'm not going to have, I'm not going to get too hoity-toity with it. We're going to keep it, we're going to keep it classic and we're going to keep it ma- masculine. He's going to smoke it with Marlboro. <laughs> yeah, we're going to drop some, 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 some cigarette ashes into little, it little dirt and a little in bit of gunpowder. <laughs> so I just added two dashes of the Woodford Orange Bitters okay. on that. Beautiful. They do all kinds of great stuff there. They do a lot of fun bitters. <clears throat> Hansberry. Remember before the podcast started, uh, I apologized to you for something mm-hmm. earlier, yeah. and I said it wasn't my fault, right? And it wasn't, but uh, I said uh, I'll make it up to you. Yeah. Uh, well, I'm cashing that in right now. When he's done with this, this cocktail, not all of it, but you're going to be the first one, to, the <laughs> oh, first one oh, to taste it. Yeah, thanks. All right. So, oh, I'm so str- then, all right. I'm str- I'm straining the drink itself into the bottle that I captured the smoke in. That's so. That's. How he's getting it smoky, uh, and this just—it's just an empty liquor bottle that he yep. captured the smoke in. Yep, and, and then he's I just gonna... got a little smoke in there. You can adjust it however you like it. If you want to get it very smoky, you can cover it. Just fill the whole thing up with smoke. We're gonna let it sit just for a second here, but I didn't want it to overtake the drink. I wanted right. the, the the notes of um, all the other ingredients to really be able to shine through. So this is really just a compliment to the drink itself. I don't want you to, to taste it and then just get nothing but smoke and then it masks everything else. That's not what we're going for here. So, But if you really like smoke, you can, I mean, burn a bunch of those things up, fill it up. Uh, just really matters, you know, your personal taste. You're digging this, aren't you? You. Yeah, it's fun. Yeah. This is fun. Because your wife got you. She got me a smoker. Now I can go home and like actually know how to use it. Right, you can kind of see just a little, yeah. bit, little bit of smoke yeah. in there. It's not, uh, you know, overly cloudy, just a little bit. To kind of really infuse with the drink there. Again, whiskey business on YouTube. YouTube. Whiskey business. Whiskey business with Dino Chaprotis on YouTube. Whiskeybusinessshow.com, the website. And then you really didn't like stir it or shake it really much. You just kind of gently. You stirred a little bit. Yeah, just a little it. bit. Yeah, just a little yeah. Gently. It wasn't gently. like a. Yeah, you stirred it. Oh, did I, I Okay, so let's, let's look at the color of the drink. So it, the ingredients, it, I stir it, but then once I put it in, I capped it with the smoke. So at that point, I just wanted to kind of infuse it. That's an interesting. It, it it turns it all into a very interesting color. Is that the what what's? Oh, you're still we still have that oh, to go. Yeah. We do a little bit of a an orange zest, a little bit of oil at the end. He's manicuring. I'm not going to finally manicure this. Sorry, Christina Basham. Because right. this is a whiskey business. That's right. Uh, yeah, it is like it's a nice color. What would you call it? It's like a. It's not a orange. It's not a pink. It's it's but it's it's a bourbon with just a, with if you added. But what's making what's 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 caused it to. It's, it's it's the Campari and also the brown sugar that oh, gives it a little Campari. bit of that. I forgot about the yeah. Campari. Yeah, yeah that's yeah, what it yeah. is. All right, yeah. Lovely. Boom! There it is. Whiskey business. Whiskey business. Whiskey business, guys. Oh, beautiful, beautiful. All right, Hansberry. I'm going to take a photo uh, for the Instawebs. Take here. a photo for the Instawebs, and then you get the first shot at tasting oh, it. Thank you. You're welcome. Uh, uh, here, you, uh, you hold it there. This is this is for the for the photo. Jesse will hold it and all. No, like hold it up. Oh, see it, man. Yeah, come on, man. Own it. I didn't know what we were doing. Now I'm a director, I guess. Yeah. You know, we're rubbing off on you. All right, there we go. Got it. I'm gonna. All right. Ready? It looks as good as it tastes. And for you guys, I brought out the fancy uh, garnish skewers. I like that. That's metal. That's not wood, baby. So it's it's thick. It's really thick, and mm-hmm. I think is it that that brown sugar mm-hmm. and the smoke adds a really nice kick because it uh, the smoke actually curbs the bitter a, uh, a little bit. It's good. Take another set. And then just the orange, you can just the oils on the, the oils, top. Yeah. yeah. 
brightens it up just a little bit. It's good. All right, we're it's really drink, good. We're yeah, yeah, have yeah. A community glass. I mean, it's it's. Uh, I don't. I I would not say it's syrupy because it's not, but it's thicker than uh, like an old fashioned would be. So that's, anybody that's, that's a germaphobe. Why out I there, go we apologize, heavy on but the the, uh, the brown sugar, yeah. simple, but just these a little are, bit of it. Are, uh, so you get the flavor times. without too so, much syrup. Here we go. I I'm not kidding. That's I I, I still get my. My uh, my kick, your boozy kick, uh, my yeah. boozy kick, but it's got such a wonderful sweet finish. Thank you so much. At the yeah. end, that's just it's very that, good. Um, you could drink these all night. You'll you, they will you, go you, down you, quick you, you, too. You, you some, could <laughs> because they go down smooth. It's very smooth. It's very so it's, very smooth. It's got two and a half ounces of liquor, mm-hmm. so it's not crazy. You know, it's it's within the realm of what most cocktails would be. Not a, lot said, of, not a lot of you said, you said reminiscent of an old fashioned. Yeah, right? it's, yeah. It, it's, I, I, you know, I can, I can you could say there's certainly elements of that. I love the Campari. The Campari, I'm tasting that bitter mm-hmm. orangey Campari after the aftertaste. You know, and in a good way. I've really developed, yeah, yeah, absolutely. I've really developed a taste for bitter where once upon a time I didn't have that. My palate just couldn't handle it. But so just a little bit in there I think is kind of nice. Well, and even this beer, is actually, you mentioned this would actually be a very, yeah. flavor. This, yeah. you know, people like to come up with. Summery drinks that are a little mm-hmm. more refreshing mm-hmm. and, and 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 a little more zestful. Yeah, this this would be one of them. It could yeah. be one. You know, man, Chip, yeah. are you one? Did you want to try this chip? Or you're holding the camera. Yeah, even <laughs> with the brown sugar, it's it's a it's a light. I mean, it's syrupy, but it's light. Yeah, I want like I said, I want the flavor without too much to bog you down. But. No, no, it's light. It's light and it's airy, and it'll kick your ass. Yes, it will. <laughs> yes, <laughs> it will. It's all said and done. I mean, you know, chips. Yeah, you like that? So good. Thanks, right. guys. So this. This and that was just out of your brain. You concocted all that. I thought of it uh, the other day, and yeah. I made it once to there see how go. it would go with the smoke. The only and thing I asked them to do was bring whiskey and rye, and you there you know, go, you know, and uh, bourbon and rye rather. And this is the whiskey business cocktail, which when Jesse's podcast airs, uh, this will make its debut at the Great Whiskey Bar Absolutely. at the Weston Hotel. So, um, so yeah, I, July 29th through uh, you know the first week of August. Thank you, sir. We thank, are honored. Thank you. I'm, we are honored. I'm, honored. I'm, I'm happy you liked it. Honored. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been awkward if you didn't like it. Yeah. <laughs> I'll That's back this way. Come on now. I'll say something for you. I'll say something for you. I just want to notice the uh, 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 the little toothpick he's got the, the Now, uh, you know what in. you got to do, Hansberry? You, since you have the... You know, the smoker. The smoker. You got to recreate that for Whitney when he gets back from. Definitely can do it with the smoker, but not everybody has or access to one. Let's of just go to the Southern Bar. Yeah, 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 you guys yeah, can yeah, come there. Jesse do it. Yeah, let Jesse do it. Just right. let me I'll do it for buy you. I am one. <laughs> All right, we're gonna we're gonna wrap things up. I we've we've mentioned very quickly already, but if you want to say it again, whiskey business. Um, we're on Instagram. We're on Twitter. Whiskey Biz Show on Twitter. Uh, YouTube, Whiskey Business with Dino Tripodis, whiskeybusinessshow.com. Some fun pictures of this on Instagram. Uh, but also, uh, I wanted to um, say thank you because, uh, again, Ooh. this is, well, this is um, uh, a little, again, pulling the curtain back. We are recording the show before our big show, The Premise. Right. right. So, uh, this was after The Premise. So, we are, uh, I guess, pre thanking you for coming to The Premise. <laughs> 
for all the people that came out <laughs> to, uh, to to the shadow box. So thank you in advance for showing up. And if it's only four of you, we love all four of you. You're He's our talking to us. And that, that conversation Very I had with you, you was so uh, like personal and endearing. I just I, I, I will not forget it for a long time. <laughs> no, we're we're excited about the premise and and hoping that uh, that even though this is pre-premise that. You know, afterwards we're, we're planning the next one. And just real quick, one last thing. Uh, thanks to Scott Keg gave us a five star review. Scott who? Keg. Keg? Scott Keg. Scott Keg. Um, five star review. Intelligent and funny with the sleeper deep subject, with which the I sleeper think is deep subject, think, which is nice. Yeah. Well, no, because yeah, we you, we 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 got into a few things. You guys get deep sometimes. Yeah. Sometimes yeah. we get deep. Sometimes Absolutely. we get deep. I could have gone deeper, I think, with you, but I knew we wanted to do this little. We Special. had to have a drink named uh, after us. <laughs> Jesse Hubbard, winner of the Columbus Spirits of Negroni competition with his uh, prize-winning Negroni cocktail, which is um, Campari gin and vermouth and whatever special things he did to it. If you want to try it, he'll make it for you at the at the Great Whiskey Bar. Absolutely. At, at I'd be the happy to. And what days do you work over there if we want to say um, All day, every day, more than likely lately. Uh, traditionally, I'm off on Thursdays and Sundays, but more so often than not, did you take off work to come join us tonight? I did. Oh wow! Okay, now, me, now I'm even more flattered. Give me a reason not to. No, no, honestly, <laughs> but he's no. clocking no. in because he's plugging no. the show. I'm, yeah. uh, I'm at the bar, <laughs> yeah. you know. I'm, 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 I'm more flattered that you took the time to do that. No, so uh, thank you, man. Thank that, you so much greatly, for having me. Greatly yeah. appreciate it. You can catch Jesse there and in future competitions as well. Um, Whiskey Business is a Never the Luck production produced magnificently on the audio side by Greg Hansberry. Filling in for the the great John Whitney is Chip Chip Cosell tonight, ladies and gentlemen. Hey, Chip. Chip, we miss you, Johnny. <laughs> yeah, but is. Chip did a fine job. And, uh, of course, all the thoughts and opinions on Whiskey Business are of me, your host, Dino Tripotis, and my sometimes reluctant and not so reluctant guest. And then we've had a great guest tonight, and Jesse Hubbard. Thank you, brother. I hope you had a good time. I had a blast. I hope this, you had was, a good time. this was a lot of fun. Just we're gonna hanging have, out. We're gonna have to. We'll have to come back and revisit something down the line. If there's anything special that we can be a part of, uh, that can uh, return the favor, we would be more than happy to do so. So sounds, sounds fantastic. If you see something down Love the line it. when you open up your little bar, yeah, your special little bar. We'll do a podcast from there. That'd be awesome. All right. I love yeah, it. Yeah, we, I love it. So, so that, my friends. Oh, and Amador. That's some closing thoughts. We we enjoyed the Amador. Yes, I, I liked it a lot. It was really good. Me too. The and chocolate came through more. Yeah. We drank well, it. Well, yeah, and, and the finish at the end. And no, I did not read up on it. Actually, I know. I'm just fucking with you. Yeah. But that was very clever of you. Did you <laughs> impress Jesse? Hey, yeah, I'll do anything I can to impress Jesse. Uh, but the the Amador Whiskey Company. Thank you uh, so much. We, we enjoyed your, your product and continued success with that. So, my friends, until the next bottle, see ya. Coming up on 5-Minute News, I'm Anthony Davis. You might think it's partisan because maybe it's critical of one side or the other, but it's not, it's just the truth. And I think that's also something that's kind of unusual for Americans listening to the radio or to podcasts because the news landscape in the States has been so partisan for so many decades. So 5-Minute News is verified, truthful, independent, unbiased and essential world news daily.